you're tuning into Origins Cast. Thanks again for subscribing, sharing, and all your feedback on the previous podcast. Good to see that the information is still being taken on well and that the subjects are relevant, direct, and understandable. So in this episode seven, we're carrying on the anti-nutrient theme. Um, you would have heard the last two and the last one especially being on grains, on the lectins and uh, gluten. And today we're going to talk about oxalate or oxalic acid. Good or bad? Well, you probably already know that I'm going to say it's bad. So oxalic acid is found in most leafy greens and vegetables. Um, certain starches such as sweet potato are pretty high. Cacao is pretty high in it also, so dark chocolate and uh, kale, spinach, beet greens, all of those. Obviously, some cruciferous also are very high in oxalates. And these compounds are organic compounds found in the plants that um, bind and hold a lot of the minerals that the plant requires for survival and growth. But when we eat them, it has a different effect along with fiber. And I'll keep continuing expanding on fiber as we go through these. But fiber will have its own um, episode also. But yeah, so as we consume this oxalic acid, it's really biochemically destructive. So our body does have some oxalates and there are some natural oxalates contained in some animal foods with very small trace amounts and vitamin c can also be converted into oxalate when it's metabolized but once we consume it oxalate can bind to minerals to form compounds including calcium oxalate and iron oxalate this mostly occurs in the colon but can also take place in the kidneys and other parts of our body Um, one of the main things that people suffer from from high oxalate consumption is kidney stones. So oxalates can form in the urinary tract. Um, this is also from prolonged use and imbalances in the body. It doesn't just happen to anyone, but this is one of the things that can form from high oxalate intake. So if you have kidney stones and know somebody with kidney stones, then they have too much oxalate in their body and they should definitely not be consuming foods with oxalates in them. Now, other things oxalates do also is, as I said, it binds to iron and calcium. So a lot of the people I've worked with that are anemic or have thyroid issues and they can't seem to get their ferritin levels and to get their iron under control is because they drink a shitload of green juices, spinach, um, kale. Those are the two main culprits that come up time and time again. Also, a lot of people in the fitness industry consume a lot of sweet potatoes because they think the benefits of a high um, or sorry, um, low complex carbs, sorry, is beneficial, but they're getting in a lot of these oxalates and it's damaging their iron intake. So, as I said, a lot of these anti-nutrients in our gut, they leach and bind to a lot of minerals. Just as they do in the plant, they carry out the same biochemical functions that they're purposely made in nature to do. So when we eat them in our gut, a small amount of our bacteria can absorb some of the oxalates, but not much. I would have mentioned before that we only have a 2% capacity to ferment and break down these foods properly with the bacteria that we have. We are enzymatic digesters, not fermentative digesters. 
So it goes into our gut and it starts to bind and leach loads of minerals from our body. So a lot of people suffer from malabsorption and get malnourished because they're consuming a lot of these anti-nutrients, especially oxidic acid, which you also get in nuts, seeds, so things like peanuts especially. A lot of people eat peanut butter. That's like a norm in the plant-based world for their protein and such. But every time you eat these, you are leaching away, along with the fiber, the minerals and vitamins you get from the animal foods you're eating with it. And if you're vegan or plant-based, you're leaching that straight from your body and from the lining of your of your um, intestines, which is why a lot of people experience um, leaky gut, permeable gut issues, and then a whole other host of autoimmune conditions that are from chronic inflammation. So high oxalate diets have been linked to a very big increase in kidney stones and also malnourishment. So I would definitely not recommend eating these in high abundance, especially because there's some things that go even far beyond like uh, phantom pains or niggles and soreness that people don't understand why they have. And the reason why we call them phantom is because they didn't have an injury or anything like that. Their joints just constantly ache and have issues. Well, oxalates also bind to calcium. So calcium oxalate. And when that oxidizes, it becomes a very sharp crystal-like stone, which obviously can form in the kidneys, which is part of the stones, but it can also form in your joints. And they're razor sharp, and they create this inflammation and this constant um, tearing sensation and breakage of the joints. So they're very, very harmful. And oxalates um, really not only leach but they they store into the body in the joint areas and other parts of the body and it can take a long time to get rid of them i've had quite a few clients that have experienced something called oxalate dumping where once they go carnivore two three weeks in the body starts to release and starts to try and get rid of these oxalates and they usually develop a rash on their body. So if you've ever developed rashes all over your body and your joints start to ache a bit more, that's a sign of the oxalates, especially the oxalate that's banded of calcium, um, trying to leave your body. So that's a good sign, but it can take time in order to remove these from your body because you know you're drinking smoothies or juices with or eating raw or even cooked and i would definitely say if you want to have these things it has to be cooked our ancestors knew this they would leach these things in rivers to remove the oxalates and they would cook it in animal fat to help it break it down even more so they knew that these fallback foods could be potentially dangerous and we have a natural signal in the body which is bitter Bitter means danger. When something is bitter, it's a toxin to us and our body gives that reaction so that we don't eat it anymore. So as you're getting a huge buildup of this over time from all of those things, your body's going to take time to get rid of it because it really embeds in, especially when it binds with calcium. And that's the primary thing it binds with, not not just the iron and causing iron issues, but the calcium. And every time you eat foods rich in calcium, you're not going to get any of that calcium because of the oxalates so for example a lot of plant-based people like to say oh well spinach is high in calcium but it's got that oxalate binding that mineral there so you're not getting any of it and if you're eating that along with animal foods that have the calcium you need it's going to bind onto that also and create malabsorption so it's just diabolical to mix these foods or to especially have them on their own so 
other things we can touch on also is that um, we have urologists that understand that when people have high oxalates in their body, there's a lot of oxalates in their urine. And this is one of the main problems we start to see kidney issues and digestive issues is because of the high oxalate concentrations. They really increase the, the risk in kidney stones and malabsorption. And you can tell this from urine, urinary levels. So it's not something that your, your body really wants. It's trying to excrete it through the urine. But as I said in the previous podcast, we're eating these foods with high concentrations and at a rate that we never used to before. And the body is not used to having to detoxify them. We're eating a lot more than we can get rid of. And this is causing so much harm. So many of the female clients I have, especially in females, they're more susceptible to the issues. So many of them have had kidney stones, thyroid issues, and iron issues because they thought it was good to be vegetarian or even as meat eaters, they were drinking these green juices. And I used to do it as well. I worked at a juicery. I worked at a green place. Um, by green place, I mean like pretty much vegan. And yeah, there's really high oxalate foods and the women were getting destroyed, their hormones, their bodies, um, a lot of, um, I forgot the actual word for it, I think it's vulvodynia, which is um, vaginal pain, vaginal issues, menstruation issues, all from high oxalate juices. When it's raw, and especially in a juice without any of the fiber or anything like that, it's penetrating straight to you. And I used to remember um, a few of us that used to make the juices, we used to drink it fresh, and we'd feel this tingling sensation in our, in our heads and in our joints. And I'm pretty sure that that was the oxalates going straight through us that quickly. So when we see like these clients that have... Um, that have had these high oxalate diets and we remove the oxalates and we start to increase the amount of calcium that they can intake from animal foods, they all experience improvements in their issues. Especially like um, the anemic clients I've worked with, those that have been vegetarian a long time that couldn't balance out their iron and their blood um, within a few weeks of being able to get actual calcium in there uninterrupted, massive results so quick. The blood normalized so quickly. So I would definitely avoid these foods, especially like in sweet potatoes. Everyone thinks that that's a really healthy carbohydrate because it's low glycemic and such. But potatoes and some of these starches, they bind a lot of the um, the nitrates also. But um, what's the word? I'll just say a lot of the pollutants in the soil and you're directly eating that along with anti-nutrients. It's not ideal. And I mean, I love the taste of sweet potato. But after understanding this chemical, um, the, the chemistry of how they, how they feed in the soil, how they soak it in, and then what they do in your body, I, I can't justify eating them anymore. Like one of my favorites was the, um, the sweet potato waffles. And I used to just pile on a load of butter and a load of meat on top of that. But after a while, I started to notice signs of my digestion that just were not good, just detrimental. Now, some of the oxalates, I'm not saying in everybody, some people can break it down with some bacteria in the gut, which can happen before it can bind to minerals. But remember, you're eating so much of it. Nobody just eats a little piece. Everyone has so much of it when they do have it that your body can't deal with it. And it significantly reduces the amount of nutrition your body can absorb every time. 
And most people don't have much of the bacteria in their gut for this. Most people's guts are completely wrecked, either from antibiotics or other processed foods that they take or other pharmaceuticals. So then they're even weaker to be able to get rid of the oxalates. And most of these people find that they get kidney stones. They're unable to regulate oxalate that they absorb. And the body doesn't want to regulate it. doesn't want it in the body. It serves no purpose. The nutrients that you're trying to get from these foods are barely assimilable. And you should know why from what I just said. But also they're in such small amounts. You have to eat so much of them. And then you're increasing your risk again. So I hope that makes sense to you. Now... Foods that are high in oxalate, I just want to name a few just so you're aware of all the things like Swiss chard, um, watercress, all of the leafy greens. And why? Because the leaves and the roots are the most protected part of the plant. All of the minerals that the plant needs to grow and survive are in there. So that's why you're going to find in all of these things like turnip greens. You don't really find it in fruits because the fruits are designed to be eaten by most animals. But you have some fruits that do have it, like star fruit, for example. Um, cruciferous, Romanesque, broccoli, cauliflower, they all have it. And lettuce, all of these foods that most people eat raw and think are healthy for them have a high concentration of oxalic acid. So be aware of this, guys. If you know somebody that wants to eat them or you enjoy eating them, make sure that you definitely separate it and that your calcium intake and um, your animal saturated fats that you eat separately are much higher than the amount of what you eat so that you're still getting good iron and good calcium for your body to absorb and use. So this is a nice quick to the point one, guys, coming up to the 40-minute mark now. I hope I have made a good enough example and filled in some of the chemistry of what it does. Um, next subject, we're going to start talking about phytates. We're going to start talking about nuts and seeds a little bit more. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming out on Thursday. Thanks again for your patience for the delay in getting this podcast back up. I was in the mental ways, as you know. Um, a lot more will be revealed about that later on. Um, but yeah, I appreciate your patience. I hope this one um, starts us back off with a bang. It's something that you can share to any plant-based people or juice junkies that you may know that need to hear the truth about what they're putting in their body. Thanks again, guys. Please subscribe. Please leave a review if you are listening to this on the Apple iTunes podcast. If you're on Spotify or Anchor, please continue to share. really appreciate you guys putting this message out there. And this, yeah, episode seven, Origins Cast. Thanks again, guys.